Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The shrimps go up, Aguero's off, and Luke and Vish have a meltdown over their predictions. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, the 1st of June. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian the Hantaraja. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. It is the 1st of June, and aptly, it is the start of summer. Yeah. Luke's got his legs out. Oi, yeah. oi. I had them out yesterday as well. Did you? Yeah, and didn't get a too bad adverse reaction. So I thought, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. And um, and then I should also make it clear to our listeners that when Vish turned up into the car park, you saw him through the window and shouted out, where's your summer clothes, Vish? <laughs> Where is your summer clobber? Away. Well, I'm, I've, I've got hottest a kind of... day of the year, Vish. Yeah, so far. Hottest day of the yeah. year so far. Did you feel how hot it was yesterday, though? Very. It was, yeah. I mean, I was out. I was in more summery wear than this. But it's, the day starts off cold, and, doesn't and it? Technically speaking, January the 2nd could be the hottest day of the year. <laughs> and he wouldn't be wearing shorts then, would you? Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. Come so, on. Stop, you're having a laugh. stop trying to gang together just because your predictions are well, we need are on to. Strengthen, strengthen numbers, yeah. Jules, because you're an absolute tyrant. No, honestly, it's fine. You'll see what happens with the predictions a little bit later. We're going to do that in part two, so make sure you stick around for that. Yeah. Fish is smiling to himself at the moment because he knows he's absolutely fucked I just it. don't know why you're in charge of this, to be honest. <laughs> like, of all the shows we had to do, I was on all of last week. Could have done it then. You were swanning off somewhere, probably. Yeah, no, I, was. I wasn't, Play, I yeah. Coming back from red list countries, probably. 
you know that's not like? true. That's no. not true. <laughs> that is not accurate. You're the one that was on holiday, Luke. Cumbria is not its own country, despite, <laughs> despite what they may tell you. You had a nice trip down all the services, though, didn't you? Did very much so. I love a service station, me. Me too. KFC for me yesterday on the way back from Brighton. It's good gear, that. <laughs> Keep it classy. Oh, mate. Gravy, gravy box meal. Yeah. Top that. Yeah. Two hot wings, one piece of chicken, one mini fillet, chips, gravy. <laughs> And a tango. Did you do your go-to? So you didn't do your go-to then where you um, flitter between Burger King and KFC? No, I wish I could. Yeah, see, that's a, good. It was a drive through Onion rings from Burger King. Oh, dog right. in the car, so I had to just drive through. He got a little bit of my mini fillet. Did he? Yeah, a little Pablo. Great, good on him. Must have been <laughs> on his best behaviour. Uh, last night, there was a League Two playoff final. Congratulations to Morecambe. They beat Newport after extra time by a goal to nil. And I feel like this was a game of two penalties, but... You know, still fair play to Morecambe. They're going to play in the third tier in League One for the first time in the club's history. Dodgy penalty though, Luke, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I don't think it was a penalty. And I think that um, up the other end, the goalkeeper trying to take the player's head off with a fist <laughs> was a little bit more problematic <laughs> and probably a bit more of a penalty. But I would like to use the words of uh, Morecambe boss Derek Adams, who simply said after the game, there wasn't a lot of good play in the game today. <laughs> <laughs> and that was funny because I was expecting to look really happy, but he wasn't. No. He just said that. Yeah. Well, he was happy, obviously, particularly happy to get one over on his nemesis, Kevin Ellison, a.k.a. Voldemort. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the, the subplot in that game is, is, is fascinating because Kevin Ellison played... Who, 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 essentially, who is ancient. It should be said, it should be said, first and foremost, it's a 42-year-old winger Right, winger. He's not going. He's not moved to centre back. He's still a winger, right? And he was at Morecambe for a long time. Got bombed out of Morecambe in a way that he wasn't very happy about by Derek Adams, mm. having been Newport County's nemesis at Morecambe for years, and then went to Newport to try and get Morecambe knocked out the playoffs. Well, not for that reason, but it was part of it. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. And um, and uh, didn't actually manage to do it. But it's, it's a fascinating subplot. Derek Adams celebrating in front of him the same way Kevin Ellison, Ellison celebrated in front of him when it was the other way around when he scored against them it was just dignified stuff oh it's good stuff it's dignified isn't it, stuff it is good stuff so the day before this um so so on sunday as it were the um ellison did an interview in the mirror where he talked about like this is his grudge match yeah because because he was he, he thought he'd be out of the game he was 40 or 41 he got bombed out of Morecambe in a way yeah. that he wasn't happy with as i've said and he ended up didn't he end up working in a factory or something yeah so he i think he had like factory shifts ready to go didn't he um and he says he's got no plans no plans to retire but he probably talked this up as a grudge match. And I'm a big fan of that. Because yeah. I know, like, so, you know, certainly the, the higher up you go, people are a bit more measured in what they say and they're a bit wary about things biting them in the arse. But I thought, maybe when you're 42, you get over that, don't you? I think you should. And I think I cannot stress to you. I like a grudge, me. I hold them for ages. Oh, yeah. Don't deliver that like it's news. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, oh, God, we never expected that of you, Jules. <laughs> you know. Um, you know what? I cannot tell you after... Yeah, I've tur I turned 40 last year, right? It's a big thing. Fuck off. Turning 40. You're at least 45. Yeah, all right. And uh, <laughs> it's... How heartwarming is it to sit down and watch a football match and go, he's older than me? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. I, I can feel that. As long yeah. as you don't catch yourself in the mirror at any point. <laughs> yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work as a counterbalance. But... Yeah, because you still look older than him, Luke. This is unbelievable. Why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've got loads of power today because I've, <laughs> I've got the predictions. I'm really letting it go to my head. <laughs> Marcus would never treat me like this. <laughs> Did you put your teeth in too quickly? <laughs> All the blood's going to rush into your head. I'll tell a story about Kevin Ellison, though. Is um, Brighton played Newport County in the FA Cup earlier this season, didn't they? And I was at the game and I remember 
Ellison coming on and he had a really good chance to score quite late on in the game, which would have knocked Brighton out. And there would have been no worse way than a 42-year-old knocking <laughs> a Premier League team out of the yeah, FA Cup. That would have been incredible. That would have been the Brutal. first time that's happened since Carnu, probably. <laughs> um, well, he, he he had a chance yesterday to equalise, didn't yeah, he? Carnu, fucking hell! What game were you watching? Yeah. No, he did, and and, and and it was it was one of those games where you know I've said, I've used the Derek Adams quote there, which is obviously a little bit tongue in cheek. It, not every game is amazing, as we've seen. You know, I mean, it's not ideal that you watch this after the Champions League final or whatever, where it's such high quality. But these are two managers, are, kind of in a way that I mentioned about Michael Appleton yesterday. Derek Adams has done a. He's a good. I mean, I doesn't. To be fair to him, speaking of me looking forty-five, Derek Adams is forty-five and does not look forty-five. Uh, but he's a good kind of still reasonably up-and-coming manager. He started in coaching very young. Obviously, did a good job at Plymouth. I think he ended up starting coaching maybe in his early thirties. So he's been around for a bit. And then the Newport coach has done one well as well. Mickey Flynn, yeah, I like him a lot. He, he's really he's nice. um yeah. he obviously loves the club. Um, he's done a really good job there for the size of club they are. With respect to them, and as you said, like Morecambe on the other side, they've. They've got into the third tier for the first time in their history, which is an amazing thing. So, you know, it's not always about playing great football. You go to Wembley to win, right? You don't want to. You don't want to be one of those players or managers who has that record where you never get a get a result at Wembley because ultimately, bit of a cliche, no one actually cares how you play. You just win the game. Yeah, exactly. But that game more than any other. Yeah, it's absolutely. just for winning. And and, and Morecambe have done it through a contentious penalty. I, I can see. I, I think I'd be pretty disappointed about that if I was a Newport fan can I bring something up on that because Flynn mentioned it after the game and he said that there should be VAR in the player final and he he kind of went further and said that people will say that it wouldn't be you know in keeping with the rest of the league which is played out without VAR but the point he made was that there's no one game in the league season that determines whether you get promoted or not mm. yeah, that's I kind of agree with that to a point I think if you have the technology there and a lot of the issue that a lot of the, I suppose, the logistical issues around VAR is the, are, well, are the stadiums, essentially. So yeah, do you remember in the it. FA Cup a while ago when if you're a champ, if you're a championship team or if you're below the Premier League and you were hosting a tie, you, you, didn't, couldn't, you didn't get VAR. Yeah. So do you remember Swansea mm-hmm. got screwed over by Man City in that similar yeah. situation where if, it, if they were, they'd just been relegated, I think, and it would have been, you know, the season before it would have been fine. I kind of agree with this. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I do understand that, you know, not an equal... Playing field, but it's a, it's a very different game. It's a, such an all it's or nothing one-off. game. It yeah. is a one-off game. The thing is, it doesn't that speak to a wider point about how problematic VAR is generally, though? Because I think you can at some point, if you if you were to do that, then fine. But you know, what's your actual, what's your cut off? Because you know, if if you then what happens if if the national league say so they want it, and then the national league south so they want it? You know, the point is you you it's so difficult to implement in real time in real terms for smaller teams. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me that. At some point, it's always going to be uneven. At some point, it's just a case of where you draw the line. Yeah, that's. I mean, it feels like the 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 line naturally would be, you know, the professional leagues, as it were. You know that that's to me seems like where you would have the cutoff point. But yeah, I mean, like I'm not saying they should or shouldn't have it. It was just the first time it was broached like that. Yeah, and and done in in, in a more considered way for someone who's clearly very pissed off. Yeah. yeah, I think particularly when you've got a match at the national stadium when you're at Wembley, so you're in a neutral venue. And you have the ability to use VAR and you have the ability for that technology. I can see why it should be used for these one-off games, personally. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I I, I don't necessarily disagree. I haven't haven't really thought about it in that much depth. But I just think that, you know, part of the reason that, for example, maybe League Two teams 
not the only reason because there's lots of different protocols involved and lots of different bureaucracy involved. But one of the reasons that, say, a League Two group of teams wouldn't implement VAR is they can't afford to. Yeah. If they did, they'd be bankrupt. Well, which, exactly, which speaks yeah. to a far larger problem in football than just VAR, right? So it kind of feels a little bit like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. And Michael Flynn obviously is upset because his team have, have gone out of the playoff final to a, to a difficult decision. Um, so maybe he's not the best person to be listening to at that point. But I, I understand yeah. it's a reasonable reason. I wanted to say, by the way, Speaking of Derek Adams again, pretty sure Morecambe were bottom of the football league when he took over. 18 months ago, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and one, of the, one of the things I found really interesting is that he spoke, um, the interview after the game with um, with Songo, um, I forget his first name, Jan Songo, who said, he's, I think he's played for Derek Adams a few times, and he went there because the reason he, one of the reasons he wanted to play under him again is because he's like a real like mentality guy, he's a real winner. And I found that really interesting because at that level, when you are a team the size of Morecambe, you know, the team I support, who are obviously a much bigger club than Morecambe. Um, if you say so. They are. I mean, Portsmouth are... A, a <laughs> plenty plenty of other next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they will be playing <laughs> each other next season. And we'll probably get beaten. Yeah. So, um, but, but my point was just going to be that it must be very difficult to get into that mindset of being like, you know what? Um, you're bottom of the football league. You are technically the worst professional team. I, I know a lot of the National League is professional, but let's, let's just say that you're the worst football league team in the country. And to turn that around in mentality yeah. is a massive, really, a really massive job because mm. you wouldn't necessarily say that you know they're going to necessarily have the worst players, and that's why they're the bottom of the league. It ain't really necessarily about that in League Two, I don't think. And the difference between a group of players in the top six of League Two and the bottom six of League Two isn't necessarily that big. If you if you look at the difference between the, the, the players that yeah, again, with respect, West Brom and the players at Man City. The golf is much different, much different, I think. And so if, if you can do that, if that can be achieved and go from the bottom of the Football League up to the third tier in 18 months just by changing the mentality and being creative uh, in, in how you think about things, that's, that's a really interesting thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah no. definitely. And they only finished just outside the automatic promotion places. Yeah, they were the fourth so, best team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Morecambe. A lot of, I've got a lot of time, Vish, for a team called the Shrimps. Yeah. It's a good nickname, that. That is good, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about calamari now. Oh, I love a bit of calamari. I do yeah, as well. That'd be good. It's a bit of scampi and all. I love calamari with a lot of lemon juice on it. It was from garlic aioli. Ah, Told you I wasn't middle class. So middle class. <laughs> Listen to him. Um, you could have that when you're out in Barcelona, couldn't you? Which is where Aguero's off to. Yep, that has been confirmed now. I mean, it's like the worst kept secret, isn't it? We've all kind of known that that was coming, but that has officially been announced now. He has signed a two-year deal. Um... The, the, it was actually quite amusing the way it was announced because the club's TV channel had Sergio Aguero presentation on their schedule before the club had actually said <laughs> yeah. anything. So again, it's like the worst kept secret and then even the club, when they were announcing it, let it slip before they should have let it slip. Yeah, like, so a lot of the time with stuff like that, they would um, you know, prep everything in the like content management system and then may, maybe schedule it to go in when they know the announcement's going to come through or just like leave it there so someone can press publish. And the guy clearly working on it was like... We have signed him, haven't we? Why haven't we got this up sooner? Yeah. <laughs> get, it off there, my, yeah. get it off my desk. It yeah. does make an absolute mockery of the decision to let Luis Suarez go last year, doesn't it? Not least, obviously, we you know helped Atletico win the win La Liga, but then to sign another aging forward to yeah. basically replace him a year later. Oh, you Mad. could say that, or you could say that, it's, that they're learning from their mistake. Yeah, but I mean, someone with Sergio Aguero's injury um, issues as well, and the fact that he's you know a very different player, and it wasn't the case that Barcelona struggled because they didn't have a forward, they didn't have someone who's basically hustling around at the top, and that's not really what Aguero does. So well, it'd be interesting to see what they actually what the have plan in plan for him. Yeah. Joe yeah. Cole claims that Chelsea actually decided against signing him because of 
his shape. Yeah, that was in 2009, right? Yeah. That was bec- that. Well, I, I read. That's interesting because I read that quote come up again, and um, I remember reading a while back that the reason they didn't. I don't know if this is true, but the reason they that Chelsea didn't go after Aguero back then was because John Terry didn't want to want them to, and he had he was like a massive. <laughs> Like presence, and he and he, um, they played against Atletico in. It would have, I guess it would have been the Champions League, and John Terry said they should sign David Villa, and the club wanted to sign Aguero, and neither ended up happening. Um, but I don't really know what Joel Cole meant about no, his shape. He, he didn't. He didn't expand on it, as far as I know. And what what can it mean? <laughs> well, I suppose if you look at the strikers that they obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, you've got Drogba, and then even like Torres is quite tall. So do you think it's, it's that the fact that he didn't have? Stature and he was just like a little pocket rocket. Maybe. He's a little Jules Breach of a striker, isn't he? He is, mm. yeah. little pocket rocket. And, and I think... Um, uh, Less of a knob. <laughs> I was what? about to say, that's the nicest what, thing you've ever said about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, it goes Vardy, Breach, Suarez. In terms of what? Oh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. terms of shithousery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Messi's been top scorer at Barcelona in 11 of the last 12 seasons. The only other season that hasn't been Messi has been when it was Suarez for one season. I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I imagine Messi still got a hatful of goals that season anyway. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see, as you say, how he slots in, whether he can make a real impact, whether he can stay injury-free. I think it's obvious that he's still got quite a lot to offer if he can stay fit. Though. I think so. And yeah. I think, you know, Spanish speaker and all the rest of it, probably, I mean, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid are massive in, in that part of the world where he's from. So I totally understand it. I totally get it. Um, but then as ever with this stuff, I wonder how much, speaking of John Terry being involved in Chelsea's transfer signs, how much is Lionel Messi involved? How much yeah. does Lionel Messi want this to happen? How much power does he have a lot. to say, I want to get this player to come in and, and the wages aren't going to be a problem because obviously he's free and all the rest of it. So, look, it's a great move for Aguero. Mm. Whether it's a great move for Barcelona, I have no idea, but they, they, they've they made poor moves quite consistently in yeah. recent years. It's a strange one because, I mean, we've all heard now Aguero has quite openly said he didn't want to leave Man City and the only reason he did is because Pep Guardiola didn't want him there anymore and obviously his brother had tweeted some stuff after the I thought that was a real shame really odd isn't it it's just a bit it left a bit of a bad taste after what has been such an incredible time at Manchester City and seeing his tears on the pitch at the final whistle after not being able to win the Champions League with City it was it was really sad to see, and then all well, that kind of happened, and it was just a bit. Ugh. I totally missed the brother thing. What happened? So he tweeted a lot of stuff that Guardiola never wanted Aguero at Man City in the first place. Blah blah blah. And it just to me, it just really, it was really. I felt it was quite cheap. I felt it was really indicative of. It of, felt quite bitter. It yeah, felt a bit like, fucking, well, you didn't want to keep him anyway, yeah. so I'm gonna now kind of like put my two pence and, in. And he has to understand. The, 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 is that a saying? Put my two pence in? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yes. I you phrase it slightly right. differently, but it, 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 <laughs> it works. Still works, yeah. Yeah. works. Good, great. Yeah. I'm like, you've put your hand in your pocket. Um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to say that it, what it does is it speaks to a... Uh, you know, that His brother doesn't have an understanding of the power he wields just by being automatically associated with Aguero. You know, he has to understand that the, the, this is bigger than him and this is bigger than Aguero, right? Aguero is arguably... Man City's best of a player. Now, I know people, depending on your age, depending on your generation, you would talk about Colin Bell, you talk about all these other players, you know, Company and David Silva. This is a club that's forging its history in real terms actually right now. This isn't a team that talks about all the things they did in the 60s or whatever. So that for, for it to end in that way and for his, mm. his brother to do that, if I was Aguero, I'd be pissed off at my brother yeah, for I would. doing that. Yeah, because, I would it, as well. because you can see that Guardiola, 
all right, he's a bit weird, but he was like properly emotional when Aguero left. He's, you know, it got the meme treatment, didn't it? We cannot replace him with tears mm-hmm. in his eyes and all the rest of it. That was whether that was sincere or not. You could argue that is still a fitting way for a manager to respect a player who's done so much. For the brother to come out and do that, I thought was really, really poor. And 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 he does need to, he does need to kind of think a bit more about the power he wields just by being associated with him. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, you can be, I suppose, emotionally put out by something that's happened to, you know, a relative or, or just a loved one, whether it's a friend mm. or family. But yeah, I mean, hearing that, it, has, it would have sullied Aguero's standing among mm. Man, some Man City fans because they'll think that he's had a part to play in that. He's maybe relayed the information to his brother who's then just put it out there, yeah. Mm. And also Eric Garcia's gone to Barcelona that's as well. That's it. I was going to say, another player who, well, Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola's favourite player. <laughs> he never plays him. Ever. <laughs> His, his, his favourite players, he just likes to keep them yeah. to himself. Doesn't play them. Didn't he say he wants 15 Eric Garcia? He said, Garcia's? I want 15 Eric Garcia's for the way he conducts his behaviour. He's always thinking of the team. His deal expires this summer and, yeah, Barcelona are going to sign him. So yeah. he'll be going along with Aguero. He hasn't got Barca. any of them now. He's, well, he's one fewer than he wanted even when he said that. Mm. Profit on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah. um, going from amazing goal scorers in Sergio Aguero to one of my favourite goal scorers of all time, Glenn Murray. Oh, he's retired. Bless him. I mean, I knew this was coming. It's um, We kind of expected it after he moved to Nottingham Forest in February. And, you know, he saw out the, sort, the rest of his career there under Chris Hewton, who he was brilliant. Um, for for Brighton um, when he played under him but just as a player he is one you know and you've just got that one of those iconic players of the team you support who you just adore Glenn Murray is one of mine and obviously I work with a lot of um, former players in the work that I do and I never really get like starstruck or like super excited Mm. and Glenn Murray came on and did BT Sports score a couple of years ago and I can't tell you how excited I was. I was literally like, I can't believe Glenn Murray's going to be here. And then a few months later, it was my birthday and the BT Sports score team got him and Bruno to do a birthday message for me and like, I'm I'm not joking, I actually had tears in my eyes. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Um, Yeah, I'm just chuffed. Like, you know, he's had such an amazing career. I don't know if there's any other that well there aren't many players who have played for proper rival clubs and can be seen as a legend at both those clubs and be adored as much as Glenn Murray is and that's testament to the career he's had the player he is the goals he scored the important goals the special goals but also what a great guy he is as well yeah, I, I think that's spot on because I probably knew him best for his work at Crystal Palace because I happen to have a Crystal Palace fan. And do you remember that viral video when he scores at the Amex and you can just hear the guy going, for fuck's sake, Murray! Yeah, yep, I do know <laughs> very well. He's so, so good. But that... that um, I wondered if that was going to be a point because he, you know, he was flying for Palace at the time. If that was going to be a point where suddenly the Brighton stuff turned and obviously he goes back to Brighton. Yeah, that was strange. He goes, he goes on loan when he's at... Bournemouth, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Helps get you promoted, then um, joins you properly again for the next two seasons, where he almost, I don't know how close he would have been, but it's certainly talked up, of an England spot in like the start of 2018-19, yeah. I think. That was it, yeah. And well, yeah, yeah those two good goal-scoring seasons when, when, when Bright were in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. under Chris and, Hewton, yeah. yeah. And so I remember the conversations around that. I mean, I mean, Ollie, what, I mean look, it's different cut the fish I understand this but yeah, we're talking about you know, the England squad's going to be announced later today Ollie Watkins may well be in it he scored one more goal in the Premier League this season than Glenn Murray scored in that season mm, so it's right. not it's not it's not a ridiculous thing to say no you know? so, I yeah. mean I, I think he's, I think he was a great player I think uh, he was an absolutely supreme championship striker on this day there was that season at Palace where he got 30 goals uh, he was fantastic in their promotion season he was brilliant wasn't he in, in the promotion season for Brighton as well went on as I said to do um, 
to do some bits in the Premier League as well. And and the one thing that is worth pointing out is that what is he thirty seven now? Thirty seven. Yeah. When he was thirty, he must have been thirty five. Um, at the time, I think he played every Premier League game for Brighton that season. Like it's an incredible performance for a team who's still in the Premier League now. I mean, yeah. so he was he was clearly a go to, really important player for them in his mid thirties playing every single game in the Premier League season, that tells you everything you need to know about his professionalism. 100%. And I mean, see two promotions through with Brighton, you know, a player like that who was so important and then to keep us in the Premier League, that first season in the Premier League was like, right, what do we do? There was so much talk about do we replace Glenn Murray? Because of course, as as good as he's been, do Brighton need, you know, another striker? Because Glenn Murray's obviously ageing at that point. That was obviously a few years ago now. And he managed to prove that he was enough to to keep us in the league. And what a player. Just amazing goal scorer. Love him. Albion legend, 1-11, over and out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Bernie Katz was fun, he was kind. When he walked in, the room just lit up. And there was something magical about this young man that just had a glint in his eye, that didn't give a shit about anything, but loved everything. My first impressions were of a huge, vibrant and outgoing personality, all hugs, grins, extravagant language and 
wild attire. Always in a leopard skin jacket, whirling around like a windmill. No, she's a character. I don't know if those people exist anymore. They're sort of dying out. Everything's changed. It is a bank holiday weekend in London, the late summer of 2017. The streets around Kentish Town, just north of the city and halfway towards Hampstead Heath, are unusually quiet. That evening, in a small, converted flat, just a 15-minute bus ride from King's Cross Station, Bernie Katz, pocket-sized and long-standing front-of-house manager of London's Grouch Show Club, is found dead by his landlord. I said to him, what happened? You know, and he said, we are not talking about it. And yes, there have been the rumors we've all heard. I mean, what did I hear specifically that he was murdered? His relationship with his father was so toxic. He hated the idea that his son was gay. His right. dad was a proper gangster. Then he came down, there was a car far from. I blows his dad's head off. They were all part of the same fetid, seething, self-referential nest of vipers that I think the Groucho had become. Was Bernie depressive? I think yes. When alone, a condition he rarely sought, he had demons that flew about his head. I get a call from Bernie and he is in £20,000 worth of debt with the Albanian gangsters in Soho. We all collected and paid the debt. The way that the Albanians operate is very, very peculiar because they did not operate like any other mafia in Europe. I've never been able to establish exactly what happened and why, but whatever it was, it was so wrong. Bernie, who killed the Prince of Soho? Listen now. A Stack production, available wherever you get your podcasts. I like this kind of work. Yeah, it looks good. I like it. <laughs> fizzer, because I fizzer involved. Good old fizzer. You can tell they turned the mic off as well because you can hear the background noise <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Welcome along, guys. It's the 1st of June. It's a Tuesday. Jules, Vish, and Luke here with you. And now it's time for this. You know, if you got a email to show and Email from Mark Spooner, Spoon Dog, the big Spoonie. ladle. The big spoon. <laughs> big ladle. <laughs> dear, nice. dear Ramblers, I wanted to share something are from you, my experience. By the way, Bish, are you the little spoon in bed? Yeah. I had a go at little spoon the other day, actually, yeah. But Olympia's tiny. I'm sorry. It's Where like a little, from? you know, you get those like measuring spoons. Mark she spoons was like a little measuring spoon. Mark Spoon thinks he's having his moment. Here, sorry, like, Mark. Oh, he'd be, yeah. Big Spoon and Little Spoon. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Do you think he's spooning DJ Spoony? Oh. Would he have to, he'd... Right, that's enough. Okay, sorry. Enough Mark Spooner, email. Dear Ramblers, I wanted to share something from my experience of watching football on Dutch TV while I was learning the language and living in Flanders. The late Welsh football manager, Barry Hughes, who managed many teams in Holland and signed Rud Hullet, actually, to his first professional contract at Harlem, was quite a well-known joker and frequently appeared on TV singing... One of his singles was Ilk Will Op Mine Cop 
in Camerbrid Tabchit. I want on my head a wall to wall carpet, a song about his baldness. <laughs> if you don't so need weird. to know, I understand. Um, for those listening, if you wonder how, what the percentage is that we put this email in to make Vish speak Dutch, about 80. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You're a native speaker of Dutch. <laughs> you, I think you did quite well there, yeah. actually. Yeah, I know. It was about halfway through that I realised I was being stitched up. <laughs> I, want the, I want on my head a wall-to-wall carpet. You've got a very good carpet on your head, so have I. It's so not quite wall-to-wall because right. I've done the fade. So it's... Yeah, but you've chosen that. Yeah. That's, that's the luxury of choice, isn't it? Not, yeah, a lot of men true. don't have that. Mm. So You're both, you both doing well. Aren't yeah, you? on the on the hair front. Yeah, especially as you're in your forties. I know, I am in my forties. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You wait well, till like... you're, you wait for three years' time, and you're in yours. I'm not. Such a wind up every time. Yeah. Uh, I've had my jab now, by the way. Oh, I well am old, old enough for that. Good for you. Well, your yeah. second one. No, yeah. No. no. <laughs> Say, look, we're about to get to your prediction, so I'd actually, you know, I know I'm getting them in thing. early. I'm getting the shots in early. <laughs> uh, keep your emails coming in, guys. Show at footballramble.com. We love hearing from you. Or remember, if you're on Twitter, it's at football ramble right let's do this we have been revisiting all of our pre-season predictions these were made let me just point this out before a ball was kicked before the transfer window was closed I like the way you have to make that distinction because of what happened with you and your <laughs> your half season BT nomination. Oh yeah, my god! <laughs> All right, yeah. here we go. So um, let's see what you guys have gone for. Then can you, can you remind me of the um, the categories first? Just read for the categories first. Okay, got Premier League winner, yeah. relegated teams, dark horses, first manager to leave or be sacked, top scorer, most red cards, player of the season, and notable mad shit. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. so Premier League winner. Luke Moore, congratulations. You did go for Manchester City. I, I thought I went for Liverpool. But uh, Vish, you went for Liverpool. Yeah. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. Uh, relegated <laughs> teams, you've both gone different. Um, let's go with Vish first. You've gone for Fulham. Yeah. Nice. West Brom. Nice. Yeah. Two correct. But Aston Villa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two out of three is good, though. Two out of three is, is pretty good. decent. Yeah. So my reasoning was the same that, that you gave last oh, week, actually. Just don't copy me. No, yeah. I'm not copying you. Why would I want to copy the thing you got wrong? <laughs> yeah. Go on. But it was to find a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's fine, because that's how I thought as well. I was like, if they're not going to keep hold of Grealish, then it could be mm. could be quite bad. And exactly. then they did, and they were quite good. Well, yeah. Luke, you also thought Villa were going to go down. Right. You thought they were going down with West Brom. Yeah. And West Ham! Oh, dear. That's not great, is it? Very that nice. is not, not great. Good. Yeah, who um, thought? We didn't. No one knew that David Moyes was actually good. We'd all forgotten that. His Everton thing had, had gone well into the rear view. Bear in mind that when West Ham started their good run, uh, David Moyes wasn't at the ground for three, the first three of those games yeah. because he had COVID. And then yeah. the momentum was impossible to start after that. Yeah. He was at home drinking custard, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke, you've gone for your dark horse yeah. is a pretty good one. Is it I have Leeds? To say it's Leeds. Yeah. You went I, I always, I always, write, I always thought Leeds would do well. I said at the very first show of the season they go top 10 this season as well. Well done. So I'm, I'm really, I, I knew that was one I got okay. I know, so I know what um, what I put. This is one I, I what do, do you remember. What do you think you put? I know what I put. I put go Southampton. On. You did put Southampton. Yeah. Pathetic. I, I think I've said Southampton too. Both you get out. It was going so well. Honestly, yeah, they were top look, of the look, league in November. Look at look at the form as well. It was going really well. They beat Liverpool. He cries those out and it goes to shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Vish, you're doing really well with this next one as well. First manager to leave will be sacked. David Moyes. Was it David Moyes? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. What have I put? I put that too. Um, you went for Dean Smith, so both pretty bad on that one. Yeah. Both managers had exceptional I like the way we, we kind of backed up each other's predictions there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Because yeah. if Vassavilla goes down, Dean Smith, West Ham, mm, yeah. David yeah. Moyes. Uh, Vish, you got one spot on. Top scorer, Harry Kane. 
That was a t- tough one. There we go. No, no, well, look who you picked. It was Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. <laughs> <laughs> Tough one. Couldn't yeah. even turn up to the ground on time. I can imagine won't pick him. He's not going to score goals, is he? <laughs> if he's not going to turn up, he's not going to score goals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, most red cards. Bizarrely, you've both gone for the same player. You both went for Abdoulaye Decore. Okay. And who was it? Missed half a season, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Lewis Dunk. Duncan Disorderly. Bamiyan got 10 Premier League. That's not terrible. He got 10. It's not a top, is it? That's no. shit, though. Glenn Murray got more than that. <laughs> yeah. um, player of the season. Luke Moore, you went for Kevin De Bruyne, predictable. I think yeah. I went for that, didn't I? No, you did not. Who did I go for? <laughs> you went for Raheem Sterling. Oh, dear. That, uh, is, that is a rogue both got the same. Got, both got the right club. Yeah? Yeah. Wasn't it, Ruben, it was Ruben Diaz, right? Yeah, he did. He win the actual Player of the Season yeah. in Premier League because he won the Writers Player of the Year, didn't he? The, yeah. But I don't know if the actual Premier League Player of the Season was announced. Oh, I'm sure it was. Probably was. Ruben if only Diaz. we had somebody who worked in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> it was either us. Diaz or Fernandez. I'm sure, but yeah, probably Diaz. Anyway, um, so well done on Raheem Sterling. Um, notable bad, uh, mad shit. Um, right. So Luke, you thought we'd see a team, a shit team. You've pointed out here, hit double figures in a single game. Seven. For Aston Villa against Liverpool is pretty close. And Sarampton got beat nine again, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So I did all right. It was not double figured though. No, it's close. Um, you, Vish, thought a manager would shed blood on the touchline like a paper cut rather than some Game of Thrones shit. Probably Bielsa. <laughs> uh, we don't know if that happened or not. Yeah. It could have done. Well, we don't know. We just don't know. How do you think you've done there, boys? I think I've done okay. I've done better than I thought I, I, I had. And I've certainly had worse, worse seasons than that. But overall, as ever, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, I think the the Southampton one was annoying because that was the one I remembered all the way you were through. correct for three months. Yeah, exactly. I'll take that. <laughs> That's the longest I've ever been correct for. By the way, Ruben Diaz has not been announced yet as a oh, okay. season. It's not been announced yet. That's why I didn't know Vish. Okay. Right? So Sterling's still in with the shadow, is what you're saying. <laughs> in theory, yeah. it's still possible, fine. technically. Fine. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, let's move on to some other stuff then. Um, Zinedine Zidane, he's off. He's out. He's gone out with a bang as well. Uh, he's left Real Madrid for the second time. Uh, and he's explained his reasons in an open letter to fans yesterday. So I'm just going to read you out a little bit of what he said. He said, I'm going because I feel that the club no longer gives me the trust I need, doesn't offer me the support needed to build something in the mid and long term. I'm a born winner. I was here to conquer trophies. But beyond that, there are human beings, feelings, life. And I have the impression these things have not been appreciated, that it hasn't been understood that a great club is also sustained by those relationships. Personally, I think he's just left because it's the first time he's not won a trophy and he's a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time around which he haven't won anything for 11 years as yeah. well, which is amazing, really. Um, he couldn't I, have that shame on him. I was reading about this yesterday and um, there's talk that um, there's been people leaking things and, and stuff's been coming out about his knowledge and he was really upset about the hierarchy and how they've conducted themselves. To which I would say... You're at Real fucking Madrid. Well, yeah. What do you expect to happen? It's an absolute circus. And it's the hardest club to talk about on this show because everything is such a circus. Mm. It's really difficult to work out what they're doing and why. And it just seems completely alien to what I would call a normal football club, if you can even say that about football these days. I like the way that one of his criticisms was that they wouldn't let him plan for the long term. Imagine going yeah. to Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Give me five years. Yeah. But to be fair, <laughs> if anyone could, he could. He's a legend there, isn't he? Yeah, no doubt. But, He'd left there once. He also was, you know, um, 
had a bit of dirt on his hands in the way that some of the stuff about Gareth Bale leaked into certain sections of the press. So he knows exactly the game he's playing. He was willing to play it last year. So, I, I, you know, and I suppose in a way he's playing it now, really, because he knows that as a player, he's, as someone who's a legendary player for the club, his word is going to have so much, be so much more pronounced. So he can have his say and know that's going to influence a lot of the conversations that go from henceforth. But I mean, but you're right. Like the, tr- the tricky thing is this is like, who you, who are we looking to criticise here? Because they're, they're all in absolute shambles. Mm-hmm. And when you go into it, you almost have to become that shambles. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Apparently, Carlo Ancelotti is the manager who Real Madrid fancy. Now we're talking. That yeah. eyebrow. Yeah. Go on. Give, a, give them all a big cuddle. Yeah. He's done um, so well at Everton. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought, you know what? I know who can win us trophies. When, 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 Ancelotti's when, manager, signed player of the year, Raheem Sterling, job yeah. to good in. <laughs> Easy. Done. When, I, when, I, when we were doing the predictions, I remember thinking, oh, if there's a top four category, I'm going to go for Everton. Because I really, I do actually generally really rate Carlo Ancelotti, obviously. Good thing that wasn't in there, then. Yeah, well, I've, always, I've obviously announced myself as being an idiot now because they got no <laughs> Yeah, why there. have you done that? Why have you put another but, one in there? They were there or thereabouts for a while. And obviously he's got an amazing CV, Ancelotti. And, and really, if you're Real Madrid, your, um, your MO is just to just cycle through managers. I mean, it's almost a bit like the Chelsea thing. Yeah. People can get on their high horse and yeah, moralise yeah, about it. Oh, you just sit by managers and stuff. Chelsea don't seem to do that, that badly out of it. Yeah, and, and, and I remember doing an interview on Ramble Meets years ago with a guy called um, Professor Chris Brady, who is actually, interestingly enough, Carlo Ancelotti's um, ghostwriter. So oh, he wrote right. a book called Quiet Leadership with Carlo Ancelotti. And he also wrote another book, and he's, he's, um, he's a um, professor at some university. Very, very intelligent, interesting guy. And he was saying that people can talk about um, sticking by managers and all the rest of it, but actually the statistics bear out. If, if you haven't got a certain points per game after like 15 games, as a manager the statistics say you ain't going to turn it around it's just yeah. not going to happen so yeah. you might as well get on, get on with it and I wonder whether I don't think Real Madrid are doing this because I think that they're just a complete circus and I think I don't I don't really trust anything Florentino Perez does but at Chelsea they may have they may have made a conscious decision to say Do you know what we want to keep it fresh every 18 months or whatever mm. and it mm. works for them they've been they're, they're going through the most successful period of their history in real terms so it works for them so maybe if Real Madrid think we don't need a manager for too long. Do you know what? Zidane's a legend there and it's causing problems for us because it can be an emotional attachment. When 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 managers when clubs hire ex-players and managers, it becomes an emotional thing. It becomes hard to make the right decision. Get rid of him and we'll just keep cycling through them. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to do him too badly. And maybe Zidane wants a fun job next, like managing Las Vegas Lights Vish. This team... <laughs> I can see him popping up. Actually, no, Las Vegas isn't really his thing. That, you're not reckon? Nah. Is he more of a Dubai bloke? I, no, I think he's no. more I think he's more of a kind of Greenwich Village, New York guy. Yeah, I was going to say New York. Roll yeah, there. something about New York. Maybe yeah. a little bit of Chi-Town. I think Vegas is a little bit kind of... Um, new, Garish. Nouveau who who yeah. can you see? What manager managing Las Vegas like? Alan Pardew. <laughs> Of course. Well, look, this team, if you've never heard of them before, they've now been labelled the most interesting team in the world by Sports Illustrated. And their revamped stadium is, well, let's just say it's interesting. That's got to be the worst. Sorry, that's the the worst thing. Well, what's what's he like? Oh, he's the most interesting, but he's not, is he? (laughs) They're in the second tier. So they're in the USL Championship in America. Um, They have eight swimming pools lined up along the touchline built into the pitch surface. They've installed a Toyota row where fans who have a Toyota can park right next to the pitch and watch the game from their cars or on top of their cars. I'm all for it. Your Honda Jazz wouldn't make it then, Fish. I mean, I'm trying to think of a stadium where it would be allowed. Yeah. Like, oh, we, want, we want people seeing that. Do you yeah. reckon Craven Cottage took a bit of inspiration from them then with their little rooftop pool? Maybe. They saw well, eight and they thought... 
There's well, already we'll have one. There's already a stadium at Miami um, that's got that as well, I think. Oh, isn't it Jacksonville? Maybe Jacksonville. Well, the NFL? With the, the, with the swimming pools and stuff. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't think so. That. But the... Um, the Toyota thing is fascinating. And uh, do you know what? Football is ridiculous now. Whether you like it or not, football Branding, is ridiculous. So be why not just be as ridiculous as possible? Are you telling me you wouldn't like to go and watch a football match while in the swimming pool with a cocktail on the go? I don't think you'd be able to see enough. I like, was wondering I that because if you're ground up, level, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Fulham have got the right idea. Yeah, yeah I get really funny Jackson about feel... where I sit. Like I like right. to be like high up so you can actually properly see like the formations and if, stuff. If it is it's Jacksonville, and forgive me if it isn't, but the one in Florida, you're at the back of the Stadium, so you're, you're very hot up. Uh, you can see. Is that this like one, an infinity pool? Yeah, a bit like that. Oh, no, it's, it's not that, but it's spilling out onto the pitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, give it a good, give it a good watering. Um, the ones at Las Vegas look like they're at, gra- at grass level. So, I mean, the only people who are going to enjoy that are Bielsa, Vias Bellas, <laughs> who always like being really low for some reason. I can't swim, so that's quite. Oh yeah, as well, I yeah. got that about you. Can't you. swim, can you? That's weird. Well, it's not weird, is it? Have you, you never taught yourself, obviously? I mean, that sounds like the worst way to learn how to swim. Teach myself how to swim. See how it goes. Look, I, yeah. did it, I did it with the dog. Chucked him in the sea yesterday in Brighton. Said, go on, it's teach yourself. terrifying. Did he, yeah. did, he, did he eat all your fags? Is that why he chucked him in the sea? <laughs> no. I don't think you can just chuck you fish in the monkey. water. Yeah. Just learn. Just learn like that. Learn. I'll chuck myself into the sea. <laughs> you can get some armbands. I'm interested as to how someone could get to adulthood and not be able to swim, but that's possibly because I grew up next to the sea, so it's kind of second yeah, nature to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I was three, I went to, I think I went to Dublin. Uh, my dad was working in Dublin. We went to Dublin and I fell into a pond and then I was scared of water ever since. Aww. Are you scared of water now? I've, I'll take water. Where, where, where is it? What's it been said about? Do you me? not wash? <laughs> Do you have baths? I have baths. Yeah, <laughs> I have baths. <laughs> um, but the but then so like when I was a kid, I would get into the swimming pool and just like stay on the shallow end. So they um, they I, I didn't actually pass this for this badge, but they they decided to award me a five meter badge after two years. Oh. Just to, because I felt left out because I didn't. How have many meters is that a year? Dogs. That's like point three of a meter a year. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Just an arm length. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, I just, I just couldn't be arsed. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get in the sea, but I'll, like, hold on to a rock or something. <laughs> like a human barnacle, a yeah. <laughs> little, little hanky on the side. <laughs> Trousers oh, roll Going back to the Las Vegas thing, yeah. uh, one thing you haven't pointed out, and this is if you want to know, in essence, the difference between British football fans and American football fans, and they're also going to have an all-you-can-drink Australia bar. Brilliant. Of course. In, in the UK... Everything is free refills in America, though, isn't it? It is. But in the Premier League, they which I don't agree with, by the way, you can't even drink in the view of the pitch. No. They're going for all-you-can-drink. All the you- VIP club, as many Australians as you want while I'll, watching the game. I'll dive into that. You go, yeah, you're going is there. Is there all-you-can-eat hot wings as well? Because then I'm game. That would be good. Oh, that, that would, would be, be good, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, yeah. Hot wings, a bit of blue cheese sauce. Oh, all you yeah, can drink baby. Australia. Oh, yeah. Um, now we're talking. Yeah, Las Vegas lights. You've Is talked that what about they're called? Chi- yeah, you've talked about chicken a lot today. Wash your hands in the pool afterwards. Big Lovely stuff. Don't do oh, that. Fish. I'm not I'm, getting it. It's I not bet my you're problem. the sort that has a piss in the pool as well. Oh. I don't get in the pool because I can't swim. No, you just said that you stay in the shallow end. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna piss in a pool. <laughs> you, can I just say you've never sounded less sexy than you have today? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I don't think there's anything less sexy than saying you can't swim. Why, why would that be sexy? Because it's not cool, is it, to say you can't swim? You're an adult and you say you can't swim. It's not cool, is it? I know it? you grew up next to the sea, but do you think you, did you grow up thinking you were going to fuck a mermaid? 
Yo, you can't swim. How unsexy of you. No, I spent most of my childhood oh growing up. I'm never going to fuck anyone, as most British teenagers boys did. And I don't know how you've managed to. to no, get well, that, let's do. Let's just move no. on. Let's move on. The um, point then, is, I can swim. Yes, you can. Um, it is um, a big day today. We get the England squad a little bit later. I'm not sure what time you're listening to this, but at the time of recording, it's not been announced yet. Gareth Southgate is going to name that 26-man squad later today. Um, we One thing we do know is that Mason Greenwood has withdrawn due to injury. Vish is really upset about this. Yeah, I broke that news to Vish in the production office from the independent website and he hadn't seen it. <laughs> and I felt yeah. bad about how upset Stop he was. Stop making him less sexier because the one thing he's got is he's really good at his job. Well, did, well. Now you're saying... Now you can move on. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to you, Ben. I know, yeah, let's not dwell on that. Yeah. All right, let's Just move then on. someone will counter that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, was quite, I was quite sad because, you know, he's he's, he's been... A, you thought he'd be our wild card, right? Yeah, he's an exciting player. He's really come into his own in the last six months at United. And I, I actually thought with the, you know, with the 26-man squad, you'd have room for, obviously, you know, maybe a couple more utility players, but also just a bit of a wild card. And he was that to me. And... No, he's no more. No, he's not. Mm. I mean, he's, he's still around. He's just not in the yeah. England squad. He's got plenty of time on his side. Good news for United, though, is obviously he gets a rest over the summer so he can recover from this injury and hopefully start the next season flying. But then you have the emotional toil of knowing that he could have been there. <laughs> You'd love to be a part of the squad of if you're a young yeah, player now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's party time. He'll go to the World Cup, though, won't he? You You'd know, think so. You'd think so. Yeah. Um, as, as Luke said, he's got time on his side, yeah. Of yeah. course. Um, look, that's it from us today. A reminder, you can get loads more bonus content from The Ramble over on our Patreon. We've been rewriting the plot to the upcoming Jamie Vine film and over on the teams of our lives Andy finally got Marcus to talk about the crazy gang sign up for that and loads more good stuff over at patreon.com forward slash football ramble Luke you're back tomorrow you're going to be dissecting that England squad with Kate and Jim so Th- enjoy yeah, th- that three days in a row I was away on holiday last week and now I'm no. simply being punished and so are the <laughs> listeners and so are the listeners but I'll be back tomorrow yeah. working you to the bone yeah. um, right hottest day of the year I'm going to go sunbathe what are you doing Vish what am I doing probably uh, no <laughs> go for a dip That's now I've got anxiety what if I fall in Jim fell in and he got out but I might not get out because I know canals aren't particularly deep but I'm not particularly tall stay away from water fish will do hopefully see you soon take see care guys week. see ya, see ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.